1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
0: Solo, solamente. Two fifty-two left to play, and there's Wall down the lane again for two.
2: like that the james harden era in houston has came to an end welcome in ladies and gentlemen to another installment of believe in the rockets only on the believe podcast network and as always i'm your host cody davis along with my partner in crime former rocket
1: joaquin hawkins uh cd
2: man we got a lot to talk about in a short period of time where, where should we start <laughs> well hawk i don't have to Give an outline of what we're going to talk about because, of course, we're going to talk about the massive deal that sent James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. And there's a lot of moving pieces in this, and we're literally jumping on this podcast an hour after all the detail has came in. However, I do want to tell you guys about a couple quick sponsors. The NBA and college basketball seasons are back and the NFL playoffs are here. With all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in, so if you are thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat as NBA champions, or someone to upset Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, please be sure to head on over to betonline.ag. And ladies and gentlemen, speaking of money to be made, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people who actually lost money with the Pittsburgh Steelers losing and being eliminated by the Cleveland Browns over the weekend. However... From game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there is always an online casino as well. It never closes. So head on over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that is BetOnline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And before moving on, I actually want to send a special shout out to Houston Rockets big man DeMarcus Cousins. Did you guys know that he had his own comedy show? It's called Boogie's Comedy Slam. I got a chance to watch it over the holidays and it was hilarious. Steph Curry and several other NBA players were in the crowd getting roasted. Mike Epps was the host, including Gary Owens and Carlos Miller. I believe it's streaming on Amazon Prime and now available for free on 2 TV. So go check it out, Boogie's Comedy Slam. And like I mentioned, this was a massive trade that took place on Wednesday afternoon. And I'm pretty sure you guys know the details by now, but I just want to give you guys a quick recap of the trade. The Houston Rockets has sent James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. It's a four-team trade, so listen to this. The Houston Rockets are receiving Victor Oladipo, the guy that I just said a couple weeks ago that the Houston Rockets should try to make sure that they get in a third-team deal to keep your team competitive. They got him. I'm really excited about that. We're going to talk a little bit about Victor Oladipo later on. But other than Oladipo, they got Dante Exum, three first-round draft picks from the Brooklyn Nets, one unprotected draft pick coming over from the Cleveland Cavaliers that was originally for the Milwaukee Bucks and four first round swaps coming over from the Nets. Of course, Harden is going to the Nets. The Pacers receive Careless Lavert in a second round pick and the Cleveland Cavaliers, who was the fourth team in this trade, received Jerry Allen and Torian Prince. And I don't want to spend too much time on this because everyone know by now what transpired, how the Rockets got to this point very quickly in shipping James Harden out of Houston. We all know everything that happened. James Harden said that this team wasn't good enough. John Wallback-Dorton said that It's very hard to establish chemistry with somebody who is not putting in the effort. And of course, I'm paraphrasing there. Earlier today, we heard from Steven Silas. He spoke on the fact that James Harden was not at the Houston Rockets practice today, which was pretty much expected. Later on, he was asked about the possibility of could this be salvageable? And Silas basically said he did not know, basically given the indication No, this cannot be salvaged. And then we heard from DeMarcus Cousins when he was asked, you know, did he feel disrespected about what Harden said about the team following their loss against the Los Angeles Lakers on Tuesday? And DeMarcus Cousins said that him and the team had already felt disrespected given Harden's action prior to the start of the season. And we all know that he's alluding to when James Harden came into training camp late and out of shape. And this situation got really ugly. The Rockets said that they was willing to get uncomfortable and this was the definition of getting uncomfortable to the point that they were forced to move him literally less than 24 hours after the man literally quit again on this team. So, Hawk, with you being a player who actually experienced being in a locker room, with you being a coach, experience being in a locker room, you know how important it is to make sure that your team and its players are all on one accord. With that being said, how would you feel if you were James Harden's teammate with everything that took place on Tuesday? And how can the Rockets move forward with their season? Because, They're literally sitting at three and six right now as you and I speak. And I'm pretty sure they're going to lose tomorrow's game against the San Antonio Spurs, which means they're going to be three and seven when it's all said and done. And this is why I said it was very crucial for the Rockets to move on from James Harden sooner rather than later, because I knew this situation was going to get ugly and I did not want it to get to the point where you move James Harden and now the the Rockets are playing catch up. Because now you're in a way because what's getting lost in the process, this team is still in the Western Conference and you're still in the middle of a season. And regardless of what pieces that you're getting back in a trade, yes, you're still talented, but now it seemed more likely that this is a team that's going to be trying to play catch up for the rest of the season versus moving on from him before the season got started. That way, you had additional time to get accustomed to your teammates and, of course, a new coach in Steven Solis.
1: Well, for one, thank God the season is not over with. It's not even halfway over with. Um, and they don't have no choice, man. Um, this is the time to, to refocus and uh, for Steven Silas uh, to continue with his mission when he came on as coach. Uh, so, you know, making sure that for one, that everyone is on the same page, just like John Wall said in his press conference, you got to have everybody, not, not only just the players on the team, the coaching staff, the front office everybody has to be on the same page because it just takes you know one negative aspect one negative person um, uh, a, a bad um, something bad to, to, to be said uh, to make the players and people in the organization you know look sideways and you don't want to be you know on a mission on a goal and you have one person that's that's out of line so I think they did what was needed. Uh, I'm sure they wish it would have happened sooner than later, but you know the fact that it was done. I, I think it was there was not going to be another day for James Harden to to play um, in the Houston Rocket uh, uniform. It, it just it would have been really bad in, internally um, as it was always already bad. But um, I think that for right now, um, the the tables are set. You know the fact that he's not there anymore. Uh, that was the the number one goal for them. Uh, to be able to move forward um, they got that, their work cut out i mean the fact that they do have uh, some new players that's coming on board uh yeah that'll help but trying to re-establish uh, what the mission is and and really just trying to get people on the same page sooner than later that's going to be the challenge and uh, i mean I, I feel bad for the, for the city of, of houston because I, I think again as we all know james Harden is pr- still probably one as you said one of the top two Houston rocket players ever. And to see him go out the way he did, you know, we just was hoping that it will be and and have a, a better result, but things happen for a reason. And uh, the fact that they, they still have uh, a team, uh, a capable team, a team with full of potential, you know, that's, that's all they can go on right now. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they move forward.
2: And of course, losing James Harden, anytime you lose a, top 10 especially a top five player in the league you can never say that this team won this trade but I think that this was possibly the best trade possible for the Rockets because not only did you get a multitude of draft picks back you actually got a player in Victor Oladipo who can actually help and keep this team competitive throughout the rest of the season and the best part about adding a player like Victor Oladipo Because one, you still have an all-star and you pairing him with another all-star in John Wall, which means you can still have a very talented backcourt, a a talented backcourt, by the way, that's going to be a very versatile backcourt. Because yes, Victor Oladipo is no James Harden, but at the end of the day, he is still one of the best two-way players in the game today. And prior to this trade, Victor Oladipo was averaging 20 points, shooting 42% from the field. 32% from behind the arc. In his last game, which ended up being his final game as a member of the Indiana Pacers, he scored 21 points, recorded six steals and four assists in a 127-122 loss against the Sacramento Kings. Victor Oladipo is nowhere near a scrub, but what I like most about the Rockets picking up Victor Oladipo, this basically gives them a lot of options on where and what direction they want to take their franchise. Because Depot is on the last year of his contract, and I believe it's worth somewhere in, in, in the ballpark of 30 to $35 million. So if you bring Oladipo here, and let's say it, it doesn't work out, and he leaves in free agency, okay, that's additional cash space that you're able to free up. And not only that, most likely you're going to suck, which means these multitude of draft picks are going to come in handy and gives you a better opportunity to draft one of these very good up and coming players that we have coming out of high school and coming out of college that can actually help pick up the pieces of a post James Harden era. But, and I think this is what is going to really happen. You bring in Victor Oladipo, you end up being a good team. Him and John Wall work really well together. He re-signs and for the next two to three seasons, you still have a competitive team But not only that, it gives you an opportunity to add more young talent to a team that's already good. And the best example that I can give you guys, look at the Boston Celtics. They are still reaping the benefits from shipping off Paul Pierce, Jason Terry, and Kevin Garnett, I believe in, I believe that was 2014, 2015. And look at the massive haul they received. And they was able to continue keeping a very competitive and good team, a team that made the Eastern Conference Finals not once but twice in the post-Paul Pierce era. But they was also able to add good young stars like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown.
1: Yeah, just more so uh, the fact that, again, they're 10 games into the season. Um, I think with the not only the roster but just the person, the personnel, the staff, as, as well as the um, the front office. Again, I think they're all on the same page now. They understand that it's it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a challenge uh, to get to where they want to go. Um, you, you got I mean, I don't even want to call James a, a bad apple right now, but man, he, he was that bad apple <laughs> that you just you had to get yourself away from just so that you can move forward um just with, with a better future for, for your team and your organization so i i think the the players and the and the staff and definitely the, the coaching staff they have now they understand that man they, they're not looking to to go in and, and go you know win the next 20 20 games straight i mean they, they understand it's going to take some time uh but you know the the hardest thing is as john wall said how can you have that that goal of, of trying to accomplish something when you have one person one of the main players or you know main People in, in your organization Not buying in and I, I think with them moving forward um, You know, there'll be a better um, it's a better a better team and Can set some realistic goals. So, you know We will see <laughs> We will see uh, the tables have been set, man, and um, no, the, the Houston Rockets are, are definitely moving in a different, different direction now.
2: So that's the Houston Rockets side of things. Now let's just take a look at what does this mean for James Harden. And I know on paper you might say that the Brooklyn Nets might have the most talented team in the league, and I 100% agree with you. You have a big three of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. But as talented as this team is, Hulk, I'm not too sure if they're going to be able to get it done. Because there are too many personality issues going on. Because even though James Harden made this situation in Houston really, really bad, he wasn't even the number one. His foolishness wasn't even the number one drama in the NBA. The number one drama in the NBA was whatever in the hell Kyrie Irving is doing. And it seems like he should just go ahead on and retire. And I'm not saying that because Stephen A. Smith said it early on today. I truly believe that. Matter of fact, I've been saying that. And I'm I'm looking at this situation for James Harden and Hawk. I'm gonna let you, you know, give your take on this as well. But I truly do think in the next couple of years, we're going to be looking back and saying, James Harden should have kept his behind in Houston. And I say that because since this, since LeBron James created this whole player empowerment movement, there have been certain players I truly believe made the wrong move or forcing their way out of a situation. You take a look at Dwight Howard. I think he should have stayed in Orlando. You take a look at Carmelo Anthony. I think he definitely should have kept his behind in, in Denver. I think this is one of those situations. And I say that because when you look at the big three, I, I don't know who's going to be the third guy who's going to be willing to take that step back. I, I don't. Because when when you look at the, the, the previous big threes that the NBA has had, and I'm basically going to just stick with the 2008 Boston Celtics and, of course, LeBron James, Miami Heat. Every single one of that, every single one of those teams that did this big three movement, had a guy who said, "You know what? I'm gonna take a step back for the greater good of the team." It happened with Ray Allen in Boston. It happened with Chris Bosh in Miami. And then you have the guy that's, you know, I'm basically on a level of greatness. I don't have to take a step back. You guys need to follow me, LeBron James in Miami. I'm really not too sure who that was in Boston, but I'm going to give the nod to Paul Pierce because at the end of the day, that was his team and he won finals MVP. Mm -hmm. When you take a look at this big three right now, and, and, and maybe and hopefully I'm wrong, I don't see neither one of these three guys taking that step back. Why would Kevin Durant take a step back? And he is arguably, if not, the third, fourth greatest scorer of all time. James Harden, this man has never been asked to take a step back for eight years. This man did with whatever the hell he wanted to do on the basketball court. So you might want to think with ease, oh, it's going to be Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving did not want to take a step back for LeBron James. What in the hell makes you think he wants to take a step back for James Harden? And we talking about LeBron freaking James, regardless how you feel about him, you are talking about no lower than the third greatest player of all time. Kyrie didn't want to take a step back for that. What makes you think he's going to take a step back for Harden? Who hasn't done nothing, regardless how you feel. The only thing this man has accomplished was just winning MVP in 2018. How is this going to work?
1: Well, I, I want to start with Kyrie in his situation. Now, um, it is unfortunate; it's probably even uncalled for, of him just getting to Brooklyn and now he's out. You know, hey, obviously got he, he's hanging out with his with his family, but there are rules and regulations, especially during this time with this COVID. So, just for him not to obey by those rules and put his team in in jeopardy by not having him around um there's already already a question mark there so um sure kevin durant may be looking over his shoulder like wait a minute I, 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 did i make the right decision myself but you know kd is, is a baller man and he, he's gonna do what he has to he's coming back from injury so i don't think that it's going to affect him personally but i also don't think as you said i don't see him taking a step back from anybody um the fact that Kyrie is not there right now I'm sure that he's getting his mojo even more so. Like, okay, I'm I'm gonna run this team until Kyrie come back. Now you got Harden to jump in the mix? Nah, it's only one basketball, man. And the fact that um, they've been struggling lately, um, Durant feels that he can be that that piece to help them move forward in, in the right direction. Harden is gonna come in to prove like, yeah, Houston, this is what you guys been missing out on. Yeah, so with one basketball, three different personalities um it's not gonna be pretty at the beginning if they can't get it together they're gonna be a special team I'm, I'm gonna give it to them they're definitely gonna be a special team but i don't see it happening right off the bat it's gonna take some time and as you said personalities sometimes can kill the chemistry of a team and you gotta make sure as john wall said you gotta have everybody on the same page and having the personnel definitely will help uh, but you got three of the top players in the league on the same team, all trying to prove something. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see.
2: Yeah, and, and that's a big if they can get it together. And don't get me wrong, all three of these guys, they're talented, they have a high basketball IQ, but I'm just not too sure that they have the personality to make it work. And then to make matters even worse, you have Steve Nash as your coach. Every single one of the big threes in history. Matter of fact, every single great team in history needed a strong-minded coach. No disrespect to Steve Nash, but I don't think he's going to be the, the, the coach that those three guys need in order to get over the hump. Because think about it, a, a couple months ago, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant was just on Instagram talking about how it feels like they don't have a head coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyrie Irving showed how much respect he has for Steve Nash just going MIA, not, not telling him. Right. So and, and we all know Harden likes his way. <laughs> Once again, regardless how you feel about the man, Harden likes his way. And I'm pretty sure, not saying that he's a follower or anything like that, I'm pretty sure he's just going to fall right in line and not give Steve Nash and that coaching staff, oh, then it just dawned on me he's teaming back up with Mike D'Antoni. Mm. So, but, but I say all that just to say Steve Nash, no disrespect to him. I don't know him personally, never spoke to him or anything like that but I'm just not too sure that he is the coach for that team.
1: Well, I think with his experience, um, the respect is there. Uh, I think all three players, I'm sure the whole, the whole team is going to respect his knowledge of the game. Um, you know, most players are a reflection of their coach. And as you just said, their personalities is definitely different from the type of personality that Steve Nash uh, not only used to, but the type of person he is, um, it could work. It, it definitely could work, but it, it's just who's going to buy in? Or are they all going to buy in at the same time? Or are there going to be those times where they're going to have their own um, alternative motive of, of, of what's going to be happening on a court? Um, again, dude, it's it's, it's going to be the NBA. Is it's, man, seems like more and more man. It's like a um, <laughs> it's like a drama, a TV drama. What is it this week? What is it next week? Um, but with, with both teams, with the Rockets and um, uh, the Nets, you know, trying to figure out their next move, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see which team come up on top. And with the, the Nets being 6-6, six and six, they're at 500 right now. We know they're better than the 500 team. Um, but who knows, you know, with this, this new change, um, it's going to be a major change uh, for them. Um, it's only two ways it can go. You know, They can improve, get better, or hey, they, they can also start to have their struggles as a new team.
2: I just want to bring this back around and just say, when he comes to Houston <laughs> wearing a Brooklyn Nets jersey, I normally don't get into this dispute because I feel the fan is entitled to their own opinion and feelings. But James Harden should not be booed inside the Toyota Center. Yeah. He should be applauded. Because at the end of the day, let's not forget, we are sitting here talking about arguably, if not the second greatest rocket of all time. And this is an organization who has seen a lot of great players, Hawk. And as you know, you played with one. His name was Steve Francis. Matter of fact, you played with two, Steve Francis and Y'all me. <laughs> you know, and to say that you're talking about Tracy McGrady, uh, Clyde Dressler, and Charles Barkley, even though we got him at the tail end of his career. The, the Moses Malone, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Elvin Hayes, Calvin Murphy, like this team has a rich history. And for you to say that the only person behind Akeem Olajuwon on the Rockets, Mount Rushmore, the next person in line is James Harden, it is it's not a lie. And this man, since the since his very first game inside the Detroit, when it was still called the Palace of Auburn Hill at the time, this man in his very first game dropped 37 points, 12 assists, six rebounds, and four steals. The man gave his all to this city up until I would say what we saw Tuesday night. Um, but to be honest, Hawk, you know it's it's a sad way that it ended, but I do want to remind everybody, regardless how you feel about James Harden in the situation right now, do not forget what he did for this organization for eight years. And once again, you're talking about the second greatest rocket of all time.
1: Yeah, let me say this real quick, man. I since I left the Rockets, uh, I'm always gonna be a Rocket. Today, I'm I'm not here anymore, man. I um I've been very um grateful to have my time with the Rockets, but even more so, I've been a fan of the rockets whether they were playing the lakers or whoever they are playing um just because i as you said i know the 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 how rich the the tradition is i know how um committed and dedicated the fans are and every player that has played in the houston rocket uniform i respect i have to respect and the fact that you know the way it ended with james yeah yeah i'm not proud to to see how it, it ended but i would never take away uh, how much he's done for the city of, of houston and the organization um just me being a former rocket um it's always been a pleasure to say that i played with the rockets and that james harden um, is also a player that i've always admired uh, again it didn't end the way i wanted it to but at the end of the day man the dude is one of the greatest and um you know i'm always going to take my hat off to anyone that has accomplished the things that he has accomplished um and you know it just gets to a time where you know every situation is not for everyone and it doesn't last forever and it's just that time where the the Rockets James Harden had to had to move forward in a different direction. so you know I'm not gonna say I'm gonna wish him well uh I hope he stays healthy (laughs) but you know now he's not playing with the Rockets and I'm gonna continue to, to root for my Rockets and and see if they can you know make something of this season
2: and um the sad part about this situation well one of the sad part about this situation is that this is just one drama that looked like it's going to end in houston there's another drama in houston that i'm hoping do not end like this but <laughs> well, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother different show check out locked on texans but i do want to say to me the saddest part about the way this rocket and hardened relationship ended i don't think him and this organization never got over being so close. <laughs> and I'm talking, of course, about 2018. 65 wins, mm-hmm. had Golden State on the ropes. So close. It took 27 missed three-pointers and a hamstring to keep them away from an NBA championship. With that being said, that concludes another installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. I know, ladies and gentlemen, Hawk and I made it made have sound like we was all over the place on this episode but you know a lot of emotions running high um but once again you know sad situation I'm going to continue rooting for James Harden you know I hope he gets that championship that he's been dying for but I do want to say the championship that he can possibly win in Brooklyn is no nowhere near going to be worth the value it could have been in Houston but as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24.
1: And you can follow me, Joaquin Hawkins, on Facebook as well as on IG at CoachHawk247. That is CoachHawk247.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, please remember to subscribe to Believe in the Rockets on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you're on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Solo.
0: Solo means-